Hello and welcome. My name's Rob Harmon. I'm one of the leaders here at Proximity Church. And I just want to share a few thoughts with you, some encouragement. Um, it's being recorded in, a, in the really hot heatwave uh, moment. So if you see any beads of sweat, um, I'll let you decide if it's the heat or nerves. But here we go, welcome. Uh, we're living through some crazy times. These are crazy days. The COVID-19 uh, pandemic has affected uh, so many and, and so much. Uh, families are grieving for loved ones uh, and uh, there's heartache through absence and distance as we're all social distancing. Schools are closed and exams have been cancelled. Maybe you think that's good, maybe you're experiencing that, experiencing that as a bad thing. Workers are on furlough and many have lost incomes and livelihoods. The impact of lockdown has taken a great toll on our mental um, and on our financial security. Four months or more into this pandemic now, and the honeymoon period is definitely over. It appears that we're in this for the long haul. This is possibly the new normal. So how do we navigate through this? Right now, I'm in the uh, middle of reading the Old Testament, the books that follow Genesis and Exodus, the books of Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. These books map out the difficult journey that the Israelites had to endure when they were rescued um, from Egypt and they were brought up out of the land of Egypt. In Egypt, God's chosen people were slaves to the Egyptians, the superpower of the day. For 400 years, they went from being cherished guests where they were honored and welcomed to being an oppressed minority and basically slaves of the nation. The call of come follow me to the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey, that was given to Abraham, to Father Abraham, that seemed very much a distant memory. But then God hears the cries of his people and he responds. Hopefully you'll know the story. The story of God calling to Moses from the burning bush. The command to lead his people out of Egypt and the instruction to Pharaoh to let my people go. The 10 plagues against Egypt and the amazing miracle, the parting of the Red Sea, where God makes the waters pile up and the Israelites came through on dry land. All incredible and amazing stuff. Then the people followed a cloud of smoke uh, during the day and a pillar of fire by night. The very presence of God was with them, both day and night. When the spirit moved, they packed up all of the camp and they followed. When the spirit stopped and rested, they set up camp and waited. In addition, God supplied their every need. Manna to eat every day that they would go and collect this amazing miracle and provision on a daily basis. Quail for meat, a knee deep in every direction. Clear, cool, fresh water from a rock. We are taught to pray, give us this day our daily bread. For God's chosen people, this quite literally happened for 40 years, a whole lifetime for many of them. During these 40 years, the Lord gave out lots of teaching to the Israelites, mainly around the Ten Commandments, and also what is called the books of the law. As an aside, take time to read them for yourself. Some of the commands are weird and wonderful. Come back to me or leave in the comments with the oddest one you can find or the most difficult to keep. Okay, back on track. 
God gave these laws because his people needed to be shaped and honed. A holy people belonging to God. God encouraged them to live in a way that would go well for them. Do this and I will bless you. How to treat one another respectfully. How to care for the foreigner and the marginalised. How to celebrate lavishly and to be generous to those around them. How to enjoy the Sabbath, a day of rest. Incredible and clear direction. And how are all these commands summed up? Well, let's look at Deuteronomy 6, verse 1 to 9. These are the commands, decrees and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. So that you, your children and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you and so that you may enjoy a long life. Hear Israel and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey just as the Lord, the God of our ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And I'm sure a modern equivalent would be put them up as fridge magnets in the kitchen so that you see them every day. Now let's contrast this storyline with that in the New Testament. Let us compare this story to the teaching of Jesus. When Jesus calls his first disciples, he says, come follow me. In Matthew 4, 18 to 22. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets, Jesus called them. And immediately they left their boat, their father, and followed him. At once they left their nets and followed him. What is your story about how Jesus called you to follow him? Are you still following joyfully? Or has the changes in this life altered your path or caused you to settle or stop? My take on this is that we are, we are to leave everything behind. Have no other God. Put nothing in front of Jesus. Or in another way, accept Jesus as your Lord and hand over or hand back everything we have to him. To do with as he pleases, not as we please. Including our very selves, our hopes, our dreams, our plans and our ideas. Everything to be submitted to the Lordship of Christ. It's really easy to do this one day at a time. One day by one day. One step, one step. When we are set free and rejoice in our salvation, it's easy to do that on day one. But then after time, we find ourselves wandering as the Israelites did. Wondering or grumbling as to what to this life is all about. 
and the pandemic, the coronavirus, is really shaking us and making us think in a different way. So how do we stay on track and on point? How do we stay close to the Spirit of God and enjoy His presence? Quite simply, by following Jesus. Matthew 22, 34-40, please find it and read it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, Jesus said. He brings this from Deuteronomy into the New Testament. Have nothing else as your focus or your desire. Let nothing take his place as number one in your life. Put in simple steps and measures to make this happen. And this is what Jesus was teaching his disciples, these fishermen, these untrained men that he asked to follow him. He gave them some basic, simple building blocks, and that's what I want to share with you today. Jesus says, when you pray, when you fast, when you give, and also the really easy one, do not worry. Other New Testament uh, scriptures encourage us, to, um, in, encourage us in this way. They also include meeting together, being filled with the Holy Spirit, displaying the fruit of the Spirit and enjoying the gifts of the Holy Spirit. These are basic building blocks that will keep us all secure in our faith at these times and for the whole of our lives. They will keep proximity complete as the body of Christ and ensure we are able to read and be ready to usher in the kingdom of God. So let's look at prayer. Pray, Jesus said, when you pray. A simple instruction Go into your room, close the door in Matthew 6 verse 6 behind you and what the Lord sees in secret he will honour. Get involved in 24-1, get involved in 24-7, make sure your name is there during our weeks of prayer. Take a slot, not just to encourage yourself but to encourage those around you. During that time you can talk to God, you can listen, you can worship, you can just be still. Open your heart and see what God has for you there. Matthew 5.44 says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Maybe you have some challenges, some challenges in your life. Pray into those situations for those people that you think are causing you grief. In Matthew 6 verse 7 it says, when you pray do not keep on babbling. I love it. Too many words. Don't babble. Be still and know that I am God, the scripture says. Pray the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6 verse 9. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sin as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Learn it. Teach it to your kids. Say it. Make it happen. When you give, Jesus says. How has the COVID-19 pandemic affected your attitude to money? Do you know those around you who are under pressure, maybe those in your house church? What have you done to support them? Are you seeing yourself hold on more tightly or more loosely to your wallet? Have you reviewed your giving lately or had to review your giving because of a change in circumstances? Ask God to bless you so that you can be a blessing. Enough to eat and enough to sow. A great verse that Sally and I hold on to really dearly. It is better to give than receive, the Bible says. Try it. Prove it. Worry. Do not worry about what you will eat or drink. Or about your body, what you will wear. 
but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Maybe you're living through the truths of that now. Each day has enough trouble of its own. But the Bible says do not worry. There's so much shaking going on at the moment. Of course we're concerned about the now and the immediate, the tomorrow and the future. But we can best shape this through prayer, not worry. Don't let these times shape or control your spirit. Get support and offer support. Be encouraged and offer encouragement. Stand with your disciple. Stand with your house church. Share the truth with one another, with one another, and stand firm with one another. Meeting together. Acts 2.44, they continued to meet together. Please do not give up. Do not withdraw or drift away. We are one body and we need one another to function properly. Everyone that the New Testament says as a psalm, a hymn or a spiritual song to share. Come ready to share. Come ready to encourage. Come ready to pray for one another and for situations. Plan your diary around house church and encounter and learning. Put these things in your diary and build your life, life around them. Make them a priority. It will go well for you and it will go well for proximity. Be intentional. You have a part to play. God may want to use you to bless someone or us today. Don't miss that opportunity by being absent. Your brother and sisters may need your very encouragement this day. And then we come on to the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 says, Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God, the Father for everything, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Another way of reading this first part of that verse is it says about be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Not a one-off baptism, but a daily, ongoing top-up. If you already speak in tongues, do it regularly, don't give up. If you're not filled with the Spirit, get your disciple or your house church to pray over you. Come on! The fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 13 to 26, starts with a great line. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. How great is that? Freedom in all circumstances, freedom today, a peace and a joy that passes all understanding, surpasses all understanding. This is the kingdom of God. This is what we want to experience and share. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Since we live with the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. This is my encouragement to you and to us and to one another. And now the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 to 11. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. 
to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. In conclusion, we don't want anyone at proximity wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years, or to miss out on all that God has for them. We want proximity to be a complete body, to flourish and thrive, to be ushering in the kingdom of God, functioning the gifts of the Spirit, displaying the fruit of the Spirit in all that we do, to welcome all and to be home to all. So let me encourage you to play your part. These are our proximity values, encounter, family, sent, encounter, to encounter and carry the very presence of God, as individuals and as a complete church body. If we are full of the Holy Spirit and enjoying the presence of God personally, then when we gather, it will be difficult for God to be absent. Family, to watch out for and to care for one another, in a spiritual sense, in a loving way and in practical support. Send a verse of encouragement, Hebrews 13, 3, but encourage one another daily. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Offer financial or practical support. Show love. John 13, 34 and 35. A new command I give you, Jesus says. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know you're my disciples, if you love one another. This is our biggest evangelistic mission, to love one another, which brings us on to scent. Be ready always to declare your faith. Live it out and share your story. Stand up for injustice and for what is right. Listen for the Spirit's whispering. Act on it and pray or share a gift or show God's love. On Zoom, on FaceTime, with family or friends. Declare the greatness of our God. This is my encouragement to you today. Stay safe and stay well. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.